0: Hello and welcome to The Money Queen podcast. I am Alex Nicolaitis, The Money Queen. I am here to break the stigma that we don't talk about money here. I will deliver the loving bitch slaps that you need in your business to elevate you as a leader and support you through to that next level of welcoming in the wealthiest version of yourself. Backed by 14 years in the accounting and bookkeeping industry, I utilize the support of the masculine systems, structure, and ATO compliance combined with the feminine energetics of mentoring and allowing ourselves to be open to receiving and holding space for queens like yourself who are committed to forming a healthy relationship with money. So hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and I cannot wait to have you by my side as we raise the feminine collective and create true generational wealth and change. Hello, amazing human, and welcome to the Money Queen podcast. My name is Alex, and today I have another beautiful guest with me. It is one of my clients, and and I'm not just saying this. One of my favorite freaking humans, Katie Godden. Oh, I mean, you have. When did you come into my world? I'd say we're going on two years now, and two years, you reckon? I yeah, think it yeah. is
1: two years. Yeah, it'd be just over the eighteen month mark to two years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And the expansion the evolution the growth that you have had I'm just like I'm sitting here as a proud mama (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like on the sidelines being like yes queen yes because you have just shifted so much in your business in your life in your money mindset as well and just like amen amen to Leaning into difficult conversations, leaning into like letting go of previous beliefs, amen mm. to like allowing yourself to be supported in this evolution. Yep, hands in the air. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> like we just don't
0: care. But we care so much, right? So
1: much, so much so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: and why i wanted to get you on the podcast today besides the fact that you are an amazing human is because your specialty is words it is language and that is something that we are using every single day we're using right now and especially in the money context it's like words have such powerful meaning behind them and such a, an influential tool that we use every single day and i guarantee that 95 percent of us unless you have been to an NLP training or a master's, like, you know, that is your service at the moment. um, You're not aware of how much impact the language that you use actually can make in your everyday life or in your business and how much impact it makes on the people around you as well in your environment. So I'd love for you to share with the audience, why is language so important to you and how did you get into this work?
1: Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And I particularly love that for, for your listeners, you're part of my teamy. I think that's one of the key components is surrounding yourself with the right people who do have also a shared language and love of, you know, speaking into existence, what it is that we actually want rather than what we don't. And so for me, uh, what got me into language and the love of language and communication has, has been a bit of a journey. It, it started out with me really trying to understand how other people ticked. So I was in a space where I had lots of people coming to me asking for, for advice in the space of health because I'd dropped numbers significantly that I was told I couldn't. I had lost an incredible amount of weight. I was energised. I was running a business. I was also working full-time. I, was, I had two children and so people started coming to me asking, well, what are you doing? And so I gave them everything. And in giving them everything, I didn't realize that the thing that I didn't gift them was the language and the way of thinking. I gave them everything else, but I didn't give them the language and the thinking behind that, like the shift in who I be. And so, you know, I think for me, that was the very starting point of this. I got really curious and had a conversation with my brother, and he said, You need to, kit, just have a look at this thing. It's called NLP. And I was like, NL what? He said, just go and do it. Just go and do it. And I'm really pleased he did because when I started to research, when I started to look into it, I of course went down all those little rabbit warrens and started to search and hunt and and discover new things. And that was when the penny dropped that I had given them everything in order to go out fishing, but I hadn't given them the mindset or the language and the, and the way of communicating so that they could actually function and get the same results that I did. And so that's what got me into NLP. That's what got me into becoming a trainer because I then just fell in love with the power that language had. I had no idea as a primary school teacher. So I, I started out as a primary school teacher. I love that. And little people, little people. And what I didn't realise was the great impact that my words had. And it wasn't until I actually went in and started studying the effects of language and communication and how our minds work, because it's not what we think that matters. It's actually how do we think. And so once I understood the depth of that, I then became really hungry and thought, wow, I had spent 30 odd years expressing myself in a particular way and had no idea that I actually had control over it. And once I realized that I'm in full control of my thoughts, and the way that I speak and the way that I present and the way that I interact with the world, that it doesn't just happen by chance, I get to make it happen, that was the game changer. And so fully fledged, lent into my business, lent into all the newness of going from being a primary school teacher, so identity shift, right? From a Mm. primary school teacher into someone that was a health and wellness coach for a while, and now to become a trainer for health and wellness practitioners, it was just the, the natural evolution and I think what I've realised is that language and communication is far greater than anyone ever realises and it's such a beautiful thing to explore because you get to empower yourself at every moment of the day.
0: Yeah, 100%. And a memory of just popped up into my head, I just um, joined this spa as part of my gym and so i've been going with a friend regularly and every time because i'm so mindful of my language every time i speak to her and i say like oh i have to do this i immediately change my language i'm like oh no i get to do this sorry and f- for me it's unconscious now because i'm i know that i'm aware of that and i don't have to do anything i get to do everything mm-hmm. and so Whenever it just pops out from autopilot going, Oh, I have to do this. I'm, like, Oh, get to do that. I get to do this or I get to have this conversation. She's like, Oh, there you go. There you go again. I'm like, what? What did I do? Right. But it's, it's such a pivotal part of like, yes, like we get to control like this huge part of our lives. Like. If you thought about your daily life and how much language you actually use, it is a massive part of it. And um, language isn't even just in the spoken word. It's about the body as well of how you respond, how your body is responding. Because before you even say a word, your animal body is speaking to the other person's animal body. And it's like, do I feel safe here? Do I feel secure here? Do I feel some sort of resistance? Do I feel at threat right now? Do I need to close myself off? Do I need to cross my arm? like what's that bodily response so you know language isn't just that spoken word it's it's all encompassing in the literally the second that you come into someone's presence you are speaking but are you actually open to receiving the message that's being delivered or like you know what message are you delivering for instance as well
1: and and you're exactly right because it's both ways yeah this is the thing like we're all hundred percent in charge of our communication 100 and I love how you bring that up because yes, it's 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 more than just the words that we have. Like the the number that they give it is seven percent. Yeah. The other words that we use, mm. however, of that word that we use, it's also about the the energy and frequency that you deliver it, how it resonates with you. Because yes, we're talking to another human, and we're also talking to ourselves at the same time that we speak things out. And so, just for example, in my journey. know i experienced type one and i have for 37 years this year and it wasn't until maybe 12 months ago that i actually realized the profoundness of the frequency of the words that i used because someone had would say to me oh katie you're a diabetic and inside my body it was like a no Mm. i'm not and i and i could feel it i could feel myself like bristle you know bristle up and, and i thought oh this is not good and I knew that it was just something that the meaning that I had given that word and that's all it was and, and a lot of the time when we're speaking we have an unconscious meaning that we've given to words so sometimes when someone speaks to us and that word may feel a little icky or a little off then it could be because of the meaning that we have made to that word and so for me now it's it's always and I always explain and I will pick myself up just like you that I say I am someone who is experiencing type 1. I yes. am not a diabetic. I am experiencing type 1 diabetes. And when I say that, I'm good and it feels good in my body. And therefore, when I'm communicating with people, my physical body, which is part of the communication, is strong and sturdy. My tonality is open and inviting. And the words that I use are more loving and accepting and present in that space. So there's a whole new level of, of things that go on for us outside of just the, the simple fact of words. And I think it's important that we know it's not only what goes out, but it's what we say to ourselves as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I had um, on the weekend, I was with my partner and he said to me a couple of times, and I, I picked him up, I think on the third time he said, it, he's like, oh, you're being so spoiled by me. And I was like, it, when I heard the word spoiled, mm-hmm. like it didn't sit well in my body. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just leave that. I, I won't won't pick up him up on it and then the second time i was like no that's that's definitely there's something in that for me and then the third time he said it i was like no like I, I get like i really am struggling with receiving that word the spoilt and i'm like i don't know what it is just yet but i'm like can we shift that language and i'm like because you're not spoiling me you were just you know giving me love in and in a in an in an abundance which is my God-given right. Like, I know that I'm an amazing human. You are an amazing man, and we get to share our lives together. And I'm like, this isn't spoiling. This is just what life gets to be like when we're in partnership together. So it was like, and he's like, oh, Yeah. Okay. And like, I haven't had the chance to unpack it just yet, but I'm sure there's some childhood story going on there being like, oh, you're, you know, because I was a third child and it's like the third child is always spoiled in inverted commas. So it's like, there's a negative connotation that I am somehow being wrong by being gifted like love and attention and energy by perhaps my father, for instance, that now I'm seeing the, this spoiltness come from another masculine and it's like, oh, I'm, that's wrong. Like, I shouldn't be spoiled. And it's like, no, fuck that. Like, I challenge that belief. I'm not being spoilt. I'm just being treated as I deserve to be because I'm a queen and I have standards. And you are just literally meeting me at those standards. Like, this gets to be our reality. So thank you for loving me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that. And, I, and and it's beautiful that you get to express it that way too, because it's it's the truth. We get to actually look at the words that we're using or that are coming towards us or that we're delivering. And we get to have that open conversation and we get to have that that insight that, oh, actually that doesn't sit. And I'm not sure why. I know it's something that I could, I just need to unpack. However, let's shift it. And it's so easy to shift language. It's so yeah. easy to ask someone, you know, does how does that sit with you? It's, It's profound. I love that story.
0: That's great. And it's, it's so interesting though, isn't it? It's, it's, it is really easy in practicality, but for me, it took me three times to hear that word for me to be like, okay, now I get to say something. Mm -hmm. And the last time we were together, like I did withhold in sharing like some of my truths with him. And that bit me on the ass by the time I got home, I was like, here's a long list of all the things, right? And this time when I saw him, it was like, okay, I get to speak into the things that trigger me or that I don't feel right with in the moment. And that created such a different environment for our relationship moving forward. And, you know, if we bring this theme into business, it's like, where are you not communicating with yourself or with your business partners or with your team? What's actually going on for you? Where are you not communicating with money, for instance, to be like, I'm not loving the way that you're coming into my world right now because you're not coming into my world at all. Like, and then resentment builds up and anger and frustration. It's like, I'm doing all the things, but nothing's actually shifting or moving right now. And it's like, hang on a minute. Let's take a step back. Let's look at the language that I am. um, Let's look at the relationship of the language that I am having with money right now. And if there isn't any at all, great. That's where we get to start. (laughs) Like if there's no communication between you and money, and if you've listened to my earlier episodes, I literally have money dates every week with money and actually talk to it. I've got a money shrine and it's like, I get to communicate with it because it's a large part of life. I live in an abundant space and I'm like, I get to receive more money than I need. inverted commas in my life because that's what i'm choosing and how do i do that it's with having an open and honest relationship with money so that it comes into my world in abundance in flow with ease and grace and i think that that's you know one thing that you've leaned into since we've been working together as well is actually having those communication lines really open with money to allow yourself to change that relationship because I remember when we first started working together, it was like, your body was speaking, like, it was screaming at me, like, I'm not, I'm I'm just, I don't even know how to be here right now, like, the colour of your skin was red as tomatoes, and, you know, now, 18 months, two years on, we love our end-of-month meetings, because it's like, cool, what, what's, come up the last month in my relationship with money what's happening in my business that I get to shift like what do I get to celebrate last month and you know that's totally shifted so I'd love for you to speak into you know your experience of where you were at in you with your relationship with money in how you communicated with it or or lack thereof and how you've evolved that now over the last couple of years
1: oh my gosh it is it is one of those things that i quite often think about and the the 360 pivot that i did that the where i've actually come to today from where i was because when i first came to you it was i still remember the day like it makes me laugh because it was so profoundly difficult for me to have the conversation with you yeah. like behind the scenes I, my books were were unorganised, I paid zero attention to it. Just like if you've got that junk room that you just keep throwing stuff in and you don't know what's in there, what's coming, what's going. You don't actually know what needs to be thrown away or what needs to be packaged and put away nicely. And so the first step for me was just owning where I was at. And and here's the beautiful thing is that, that I know, because I've been there around having difficult conversations around money and they're only difficult because I labelled it that. Yeah right so what i've realized over the years is that the relationship that i didn't have with money it was just literally like a machine exchange that was it and what i what i've learned to develop and what i've learned to love is know that my money is just telling me a story yeah i just i've just got to lean in i've just got to ask it what i want i just have to see what it's telling me like it's this this underlying communication. And I think a lot of the fear came from the fact that I never did that. I didn't know how to do that. I wasn't sure, I didn't know what questions to ask. I, until stuff went wrong, it was like, oh, oh my goodness, rather than saying, actually, I don't know this, could you teach me? Which I know has been beautiful in our partnership because we've had that ability to every month, we have our little dates, we have our money moments. And the first one I remember telling you, like I sat there and I was so hot and i was so uncomfortable and i was teary and i was all of these things but the beautiful part was i was so held by you in that space of discomfort that you weren't going to let me wiggle away which is what i had done previously i just wiggled away like too hard ha 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 and this is all the language that i was using and it's too hard it's difficult i don't like my money i don't want to i don't want to look at it Imagine and, and this is the the biggest transformation for me. Like if I'm in a relationship with money, I want to move away from it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to ignore it. I want to just do what it needs to do over there and just please don't come to me. I really could you imagine having a relationship with a human like that?
0: Oh mm. my yes. gosh.
1: And so for me, that was the awakening for me. That was the real moment that I went, holy smokes something has to shift. And and I had to do the physical work of actually leaning into what I needed to tidy up. I had to take the actions. I had to go through the discomfort. And as I maneuvered through that, that was where we started, like through you capturing my language. Because here's the thing, when we when we talk about language and communication, quite often we don't actually hear it ourselves. Quite often we don't have that ability to hear the little snippets that just roll off our tongue the programming and this is what we talk all about in NLP it's about the programming how are we wired and how do we undo the old wiring and connect new wiring and it can be much much less painful than people imagine and this was the beautiful thing that's evolved for me you know the first six months was hard the first six months was me owning where I was at actually having a conversation building that relationship with money changing into new habits new behaviors new ways of thinking as i went and so with the support of having you there to do the mechanics that i just didn't know i needed right we talk about having a, a lack of skill set in certain things that was my lack of skill set i was like i don't even know alex and to this point of then coming now that i feel like i'm masterful that i come to you that i am proactive in what i do that the language that I use, I I talk to money too. I talk to my car. I talk to all of the things. When I see money land in my account, like I am grateful for it. And I say, thank, thank you for bringing me that and everything that I have. When I turn the air conditioning on, I'm like, oh, thank you money. What else have you got for me? Show me what else. And so I now have this playful exchange with money. Whenever I see it, I love it. Whenever I um, have it, even with my children now, when we've got cash when we've got cash in our wallet which doesn't happen often <laughs> uh i've got more of it now because i respect money and it's coming into my life but we we love it and we talk to it and we we get it out and we're like oh my goodness and thank you for all these things and go into a real place of gratitude and i think for me having such such a huge leap and change and shift in the way i speak about it in the way i perform in my business in the way that i exchange in my service with people you know it's there's such a huge respect now between the exchange of what it is you know people talk about money is an energy exchange Mm. i now get that yeah because of i don't I, i no longer hold on to any of that childhood uh programming you know or any of my early adulthood programming or any of my, as I've gone along my journey, it's now every day new. And I think that that shift in being able to see money differently, to be able to have a different conversation with it and a different conversation with people outside of my business, you know, with you, with my accountant, with my husband, um, when I'm talking about money with my clients, when I'm talking about money in the training room, there is such a different energy and feel to it because of the shifts that I've made because of the language that I now wrap around and love on with money, that it just changes who you are. And I think it's one of the most valuable skills we can have is, is having the ability to love on money. Yeah. Despite what society or anything else says, I think that's a golden key.
0: Yeah. Amen. I mean, talking to the money queen, being able to love on money, that's an absolute yes from me. Tick, tick the box. (laughs) Have I said that you're my favorite client yet or what? (laughs) Oh, so fun. (laughs) But, like, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. And, like, one thing that we've actually not spoken about before, which I'd love to dive into today, is... Because you are, you know, that language expert and you're so mindful about your language and the journey that you have been on over the last couple of years, how has that actually shifted in how you're raising your sons? Because you've got two young boys and how has that shifted how you parent them in relationship with money?
1: Yeah, it's it's such a difference. I didn't, NLP didn't come into my life until my eldest was seven and my youngest was five. And so I I didn't realise the impact and influence that my words had at that stage. I mean, I knew that they mattered, but I didn't realise the depth around money. You know, we didn't have conversations around money. If we did have conversations, it was, oh, we can't afford that. Oh, no, we're not doing that. We haven't got the money for that. Oh, um, no, that's too much money. Oh, no, you know, we've already got this. We don't need to spend on that. Oh, that's wasteful. Or All of this language that is just really uh, Mm -hmm. dismissive and untrue. I want to say untrue because the truth is, is that our money right now is allocated towards this. And so as we have conversations with our kids, particularly um, around money and earning money, you know, they now have an investment account. So we're showing them, how do you put money away every single month so that you can grow your money? Like you get to do this. How exciting that money just grows for you. Isn't that magical? And we talk about it from a place of of magic, but we also talk about a place of practicality as well. So, you know, my husband and I will have conversations in in the open around particular things. You know, we're also very mindful that if we need to have difficult conversations, that's that's not for their ears. Yes. We're very mindful of that. But when I when I parent them, you know, it's like, okay, well, look at the money that you've got. Great. How will that money make you feel if you spend it on that? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Okay, great. And what about this one? Is that something that you really need right now? Or is that a later thing that you can get? Oh, it's a later thing. Cool. We also have discussions around, you know, goals. What do you, Where do you want your money to go? What are you going to do with it? And so we get to play with that so that they can pull it in with excitement and they can spend it, you know. And that's been a learnt thing. I've had to learn to have those conversations because the old programming was not that. And so now that it is, and we, and, you know, I'm a work in progress all the time. And you know that, you know, that I'm always about learning and growing and shifting and shaping. And so it's on this trajectory of getting them to this place of knowing that that money, is for certain things. That is actually we're allocating that money to go there. Yeah, cool, we get to do this thing because we have planned to have that celebration with that money and thank you money for being there for us. So um, it. I think I, I probably until now haven't realised the shift that I have made mm-hmm. at the profound level. There's probably room for growth and there always is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Every, if someone says like, I'm done, I'm, I'm the best that I can be today. I'm done. I'm like, mm, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you really? That, that told true? me that you're definitely not.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a sure, it's a sure sign, isn't it? It's a sure absolutely. sign. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred
0: percent. I have an invitation queen. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? If this episode is providing you with the aha moments and the loving bitch slaps that you needed to hear today, then listen up. My Money Queen coaching package is perfect to stop being so afraid of money and your numbers in business. This package includes a sacred money archetype reading, which is pretty much like human design, but for your money world. And two additional 90 minute sessions customized for your own personal money journey to reset your relationship with money, to bring more wealth and abundance into your world for 2020. Remember that courageous moves will create the life of your dreams. And it's time to take action. Head to alexunscripted.com to book in a call with me today what I love about what you just shared with us is you know the playful curiosity that you get to share with your family and your boys in particular around money like it's not just like the journey that you've been on you know with me in the last two years it's not just impacted you it's impacted your business Mm -hmm. and also your boys and their future and their wives and the generation that they get to create and your husband and you know perhaps even his family because he goes to you know his original family has conversations there and you know know he gets to unpack his money stuff as well so it's like such a beautiful thing to hear and to receive that like we get to be a part of this you know evolution of the world essentially because it's like as female as a female leader in your own life and and in business and in you know what you're creating in your business in nlp and shifting literally the language of of the world it's like where is the ripple effect in this and i think that we as female leaders get to be that change like you know be the what is the word um, sentence be the change that you want to see in the world it's like are you courageous enough to take that leap forward to be the generational change that you want to see in this world like you obviously said yes to that let's call it two years ago and now you're reaping the benefits of it and even just that realization that you had it's like oh damn like i didn't realize how much my life had actually shifted because of the things that I've done in in the previous two years and the decision that you made to be like, actually this stops with me. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Absolutely. The first six months were horrible, as you said, but then once you move through that, it's like, amazing. Now I get to have a playful and curious relationship with money. I get to expand my business. I get to have difficult conversations with people external to my business like partnerships for instance about the standards that I have with money, the boundaries that I have with money, what I'm willing to say yes to and what I'm willing to say no to to actually expand your business and your life and you know your your leadership as well. So I love that you get to be a stand for this next generation that's coming through.
1: Yeah, and it's beautiful. You know, actually, just as you were speaking, a story that you reminded me of was with my boys. When I came into my NLP training, I would go and celebrate with them every time someone enrolled in my program.
0: I love that. Like we
1: would do high fives and I'd do a dance in the room and they'd be like, go, mum. And we'd mm. be like, yeah, celebrating, changing the planet because oh. I I think one of the things is that this attachment that we have, actually it's just the beauty of it is to show my kids that it's not about the money, it's about the thing that's greater than that. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's the shift in the mindset, the freedom that it gives you when you can talk about any topic that you want because money was a taboo topic.
0: Oh, my God, yes. Money was yep. a
1: taboo topic. Whereas yep. now it's, it's showing and it, it just being the example, I think, you know, we have to be mindful of what are our dominant thoughts. And if I've learned anything over this last, you know, this journey over the last, gosh, seven, three, you know, two years particularly has been that I'm in charge of my dominant thoughts and I get to choose what my dominant thoughts are. And so I get to pick myself up on it. And not in a way that's, and I, because I do exactly the same as you, when you, the the guys in my training, <laughs> they will hear me stop and say, actually, that's untrue. When I make a statement that I say it and I think, oh, that's an old program. And I would just say, oh, that's untrue. Actually, the truth is because I've trained myself yes. to do it just unconsciously. Now the program is, is capture an old belief and actually stop it, say it's untrue and retrain myself the truth is and tell them what it is and it could be around money it could be around relationships it could be around anything because those default programs that are running unconsciously sometimes i have a little slip moment where they just pop out and you think hello there you are (laughs) and so having that power and that like that's taking back our power because we're not giving it away to any other suggestion outside of what we want and I think that that's the beautiful part of it is we get to choose to do that. And it takes work, it takes work. And it takes the one thing though, that you mentioned just a minute ago, that is the truth of it is you have to have the courage. Yes. You've got to have the courage and you have to make the decision because all decisions will lead you where you want to go. And so for me, I remember, I clearly remember the moment that I was like, I need someone in my life that is going to be in partnership with me around my money. And I know that you and I had this conversation. I think it was in the first call. And I was like, actually, I, I'm looking for a partnership. I'm looking for my teamy. That was what I called it. I called it my teamy. Yeah. And and you were like, I'm all in on your teamy. And we were <laughs> I was like, yay, great, because I knew I knew in my heart of hearts that I had decided to make a difference. Yep. I had decided to say no to the old stories. i decided to say no to the old behaviours. I decided to say, actually, I'm setting myself up for the future. And because it's, it's not of service to me, it's not of service to my clients, it's not of service to my family, it's not of service to anybody. And so you just, like, for me, it was literally having the courage to stand up and decide that it had to be different. And the truth is, is that that's just the decision that I choose to make every single day now. Yeah, I just decide Yeah, absolutely every day. And you know, through our conversations that every time we come into a call, it's like, cool, what's the next thing that we need to do in order to get to that next level, to step it up, to improve, to be better, to enhance, to optimize, to whatever, just to feel good, right? Just as simple as feel good with money. Yeah. actually what do i need to do now mm-hmm. and that decision that continual deciding of that every day yeah. every day and if i it's... forget I to decide something will pop up and i'll be like what that's right i decided
0: 100 <laughs> and i think i said this in my last episode it's like when you decide the universe is going to be like you sure are you 100% sure do you really want that or do you want something else like here's here's a distraction like here's like something else that you didn't ask for that like oh like shiny object syndrome essentially mm-hmm. and it's like cool. Like this may be fun. This may be playful. This may be shiny. And like, it's a short term fix and a short term, like dopamine fix essentially. But it's like, what am I committed to here? What am I really committed to? Am I committed to, you know, and a lot of people, especially in the money context, they're like, Oh, here's this, you know, $5,000 shiny object where it's like, if you actually stay true to who you're trying to impact, like what you're actually here to do in the world, and stayed true to that and said no to this five grand shiny object, you know, a 15 grand shine, a 15 grand more authentic partnership, may be waiting over in the wayside, waiting for you to, to stay true to who you are with the impact that you are making and the clients that you are here to actually fucking serve. And the universe just needs you to be like, no, and I'm going to sit here in my truth and, and staying in alignment with the commitment that I've made to serving the world with my gifts. And then it's like, okay, here's this 15 grand gift that you now get to receive. You now get to make impact in the world because you stayed in alignment with what your truth is with your, uh, the impact that you're making. Here's now what you're asking for.
1: And, and we know, right. We know when it's in alignment and when it's not. 100%. We can we can tell in our bodies and I love that conversation because quite often we can think we're at deficit in a skill or we're at deficit in a thing, whatever that shiny object is that you're talking about. And we think, oh no, I I must have that because I can't do that without that thing. I've been there. I've done that. And actually when it sits in truth, do I actually truthfully need this right now? Yep. And, and you just check in and, and I think Living at that level of trust in self too is a muscle that needs to be flexed and it's a muscle that when we flex it becomes stronger and stronger and I love how you're staying, stay in alignment, stay true to you, know what your your pure desire is. I know Napoleon Hill talks about it. You know, what's your chief aim? Where are you actually going? And stay true to that and only allow the thoughts in that serve you to get there. That's it. That's all you got to do, and so yeah, it's powerful when you can.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know, flexing that truth, uh, flexing that trust muscle, is a huge one. And I think that that is probably the most courageous thing that I've done on my business journey to date is trusting in my um, courage, essentially the level of it to be like. Everything that's happening is happening for me and for my highest good. And, you know, saying no to small things that are genuinely a distraction so that I can stay on my path. I'm like, does this hurt right now to say no? Yes. Like, is, would it be financially beneficial for me to say yes? Yeah. But it's like, what, at at what cost, at what cost is me saying yes to that, you know, because when, when you say yes to anything, you're saying no to something else. So saying yes to this short-term opportunity is saying no to long-term growth. It's saying no to long-term vision. It's saying no to long-term impact. It's like, is that in my, is that, is that true for me right now? Like, no, I'm not here playing the get rich quick scheme. I'm here for the long haul. And so it's like, if I get to be, you know, uncomfortable for, a few different moments it's like i get to experience that and i get to experience the the depths of that so that when we rise it's like this is actually a lot sweeter than you know the previous rise or the previous fall because i've now experienced those depths and that uncomfortableness and i've had to you know pull in all the the experiences that i've been through to date to be courageous to trust in myself to trust where i am going trust in my knowingness and that as corny as it is, the universe has my back because I have my own back because the power is within me. And you know, saying no to a short term opportunity it's like, okay, cool. Because I've said no to that, and I'm staying true with what uh, my mission is. What do I now get to do? Who do I get to now be? And you said this at the start, like, who do I get to be? You know, it's it's be do have. It's not have be have do be. Yeah. <laughs> like, It always comes back to, especially in the money context, money is literally the outcome of who you are choosing to be. Mm -hmm. And the last guest that I had on, Tommy Casher, he is living his most authentic life and he is just like a fucking king. And I love it. He loves wearing pink and he loves the Spice Girls, but he also loves the AFL and like, like all manly stuff. And it's like... When we are so authentic in ourselves and just stay in your own lane, like that's when money becomes a byproduct because you're like, I'm just here doing me. And money just organically flows through to me because I'm living my best life, because I am, you know, leading with heart. And that's another thing. I'm leading with my heart right now. And people fucking feel that. So, so much and i believe that and you can be a testament to this i believe that that's you know the difference between me and just a normal bookkeeper or just a normal money coach or just a normal accountant when i used to be one like i i make an intentional choice to lead with my heart do i actually feel a connection with this person in front of me if the answer is no i get to say no to them but if the answer is yes like it's a full body yes and then as you mentioned like we're in partnership together because like I I love (laughs) that end of month when we catch up, it's like genuine, what happened in the last month in business? What happened with you in the last month in life? And we get to celebrate. We get to, if it's been a down month, cool, like what happened? Like we get to unpack every bit of that because we're genuinely in partnership. And because my heart is connected to yours, it's like we get to experience this together.
1: And I think one of the key components that you're talking about there, because you're exactly right. And that's what I loved about you. And that's why I said yes, because mm. in me, it was like, you're in it for my greater good. It wasn't just to do the work. It was like, it was this real sense of teamy and connection. So absolutely, I'm a testament to that. That's, that's so true. And what I love though, and I, I'd love, maybe the listeners are hearing it, m- maybe not, but I'd love to just bring it to their attention is the fact that the way you speak about how do we go into the lows? How do we come out of it? How do we make those choices? And when we say no to something, what words are we putting with that? When we're saying no to this here, how am I actually languaging it? Oh, I've left this thing. Or is it actually, I chose to go all in on me and trust me. Same thing different language that we're putting around it, you're going to feel different. You're going to have a different experience. Your mindset is going to be much stronger when you choose the language to explain that. One of the greatest gifts I was given was a a sentence when it was one of my toughest times in business that I had to make a choice and I had to choose me or something else. And as I stepped in and I lent into that, what they gave to me was this this sentence that said, Katie, You get to choose the narrative. What do you want it to be? And in that moment, that's when I decided that actually the way I'm going to talk about my choice that I'd made was going to be so aligned with me and empower me and empower what I was going through and where I was going in my direction and my focus. And if we just if we were to rewind and just listen to you a moment ago, all of that language is what we would, what I would call future-focused and it's empowering language. It's words that actually we know the reality that sometimes we can have dips that bring us up to this height and it's like, cool, great, What's I, what am I going to see on the other side? How are we framing it? How are we thinking about it? And I know in our journey together that that's been pivotal because there's been moments when you're in it you need sometimes that person on the other side to say hey we've got this remember like remember come back to this and having someone who's who's with you on the journey to actually support you in that language and you to support yourself because it's exactly right we get to choose the narrative in which we shape our reality because everything only has the meaning we give it and the language that we use they don't define the experience they shape the experience and so what's what's our money what's our money narrative yeah is it going to take us where we want or something else
0: or hold us in resentment hold us in the past hold us in anger i know that i unpacked something recently in a previous life of mine, I was like, oh, they're bad people. They did me wrong. They did X, Y, and Z. And it was like, actually, when I unpacked everything, it was like, I made a decision that was out of alignment with my truth. And that led to that outcome. And I knew at the time that it was out of alignment, but I still said yes to it in any case. And when I actually shifted that language and shifted the ownership of that and created a different narrative around that, and I've now written this on my fridge so that anytime that I catch myself in that story, I look up and I'm like, mm, I made a decision that was out of my, out of alignment with my highest good. And that was then the outcome taking full responsibility of that. I'm like, mm, yeah, thank you very much for <laughs> like, but up until that moment, I was like, I had this story projected onto other people. And I was like, no, they're bad people. They're, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. And I, you know, all this negative connotations outwards. And it's like, actually, how can I bring all of that energy, wasted energy, mind you, back into myself and, and call that power in? To use that energy somewhere else—that's actually going to be more impactful for this world and for my own life and for my future—than it is to hold on to that old story, which is no longer relevant. Like I was keeping myself stuck, and when I allowed myself to shift that narrative, it's like hot diggity damn. Okay, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it can feel like a bit of a wet fish in the face. It mm. can be that moment of going, "Ooh." Yet the beautiful thing about that is that it actually allows us to have more energy, more time, more capacity in our thinking. Because there was you have up to seventy thousand thoughts a day. Ninety percent of them are recycled. If we're recycling old stories, like that's that's tiring, isn't it? Yeah. And so the fact that you just reshape your your narrative, that whole system of stories that were connected to that just disappears, and so you're. You're thinking, your everyday moments in your waking awareness, you get to actually think about what you want to create rather than be driven by an old story or have that fill up that little space in the mansion, in the mind mansion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like putting putting a money context onto this it's like where has money done me wrong in the past Mm -hmm. where has money not been there for me and it's like it's actually an asshole because I didn't have enough money to buy that car that I wanted or to buy that present for my person or to buy the, you know, the engagement ring that I wanted for my wife or, you know, insert whatever thing that you wanted to buy money's an asshole because I never was able to do that. And there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of hurt that's attached to those stories. And when you, you know, perhaps go into business or you are in business now, and if you're still holding on to those stories about what money di- like took away from you, it's like, actually, What did money give you? What did money allow you to experience? How did you show up in order to uh, get those experiences? Or how did you show up in order so that you weren't able to get those experiences?
1: And I think I love that as well because I think fear, I think fear is another big one that plays its part. There's definitely the side of anger, like it didn't this, it didn't that, like pointing at it, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) poking it. There's also that fear of, like, it's going to be taken away. It's going to slip through my fingers. It's, you know, there's never enough. I can't, it's just that this, like, it's, it's like an undertow that it's being pulled away all the time. If we have that story running, then, of course, the outcome that we get from that is going to be very different to this of, like, oh, actually, it's coming in and it's got this beautiful flow and just like a river does. That comes in from the mountains and the mountains bring this beautiful river this water down into the river and then the river takes it and it travels here but it's always replenished it mm. always comes in there's always this exchange and this beautiful um dance between it yet if we're in the old story of oh it's and we're trying to grasp hold of it it has a totally different energy to it so when we shift our thinking and our narrative around that actually Money is, and and I always think in metaphors. So for me, I always think of it as it's just this free flow and this exchange of it just keeps coming in and going out, and that's its job. It's that's like that's its job. It yeah. gets to come in and it gets to go out, and it gets to be fun to come in and it gets to be fun to go out, and it gets to it's replenished all the time, and it comes in great abundance, and we have this overflowing of it that that no that that story that old story is no longer relevant. And, and that's the thing when we, when we language, when we're looking at, at money, when we language it, when we think about how are we, how are we thinking about it. You know, if I was to ask the audience, when you think of money, do you have a picture and what is that picture? And is that picture serving you in getting you what you want? Is it serving you in building the relationship with money? Is it going to empower you? Is it, is it a picture that allows you to be free
0: beautiful i love that and it's it's a very empowering question to go if money was standing in front of me right now would it want to be friends with me how am i treating it and how is it treating me then in response to that the answer is often not very comfortable to receive but as you know, we spoke about earlier, without that information, without that awareness, we're not able to shift. So it's like, are you courageous enough to ask yourself that question and to sit in the uncomfortableness of receiving that response to go, okay, right now, if, it, if money was standing out in front of me right now, it would not want to be my friend. It would not want to date me. If we were in a relationship, it would have dumped me 10 years ago. Like what is that, what is your current reality right now if money was in front of you and whatever your response is, how do I get to shift that moving forward? What's now my response? Because we can, because as we've spoken about, we have control about around the language that we use and it's such an impactful tool. What do I now get to choose moving forward in my language around money, in my response to money? And therefore, in my response to business, in my language around my business, in how I show up to business opportunities to then shift the outcome of my life and allowing, allowing yourself to shift that focus of, I'm here in business to earn $100,000 a year, as opposed to um, you know, having money as a focus and shifting that to be like, I'm here to impact 100 people this year and have money as the byproduct. Totally different languaging, but the same outcome. Both businesses in that in that context may have had 100000 dollars years, but the focus is totally different. The language is totally different. And the person showing up is completely different as well. There's someone leading with their heart as opposed to someone leading, let's just call it with their dick. <laughs> like as- you're right. Yeah, yeah, and we get to lead with our heart, and um, that's a that's a sustainable business model as opposed to someone just chasing the money and um, yeah, I, being a dick. I think
1: it's it's also yeah, yeah you're right. You're, <laughs> and and I think in that too, then your business gets to be fun. I don't know about you, but I didn't realize the amount of energy and input. I would need to put into my business. And if what I'm looking towards, if what I'm moving towards isn't far greater than me or the money, then why am I doing it? Like, actually, am I going to be fulfilled? I don't know. So that languaging, that direction, that focus, right? The, The mind needs focus and direction. And what's the symbol that we're looking at? What's the symbol that we're looking at and does that symbol draw us towards it? Now, you and I have been through a lot, so you know that my symbols have changed and my symbol and my direction and my focus that I'm going now is it doesn't become work. You know when people say that they don't have to, they don't work a day in their life, like my dad's like this, you know, he's a farmer and he never works and yet he works really hard every single day. Someone looking from outside in that's like, oh, I don't work. I just get to work. I just get to be on the farm. And it's just like he's living his childhood dream, you know? And I think if we can all have that feeling and, and what we're headed towards and the language that we use in order to go in that direction to my desired result, then it's easy. Whatever you've got to do, even if it feels hard, you know, like leaning into the money, leaning into the growth that I've had, leading into the change, leading into the conversations, leading into... The shifts and change in my behavior, my patterns, my thinking, my language, all of that, my energy, my frequency around it is easy.
0: It's easy when we allow it to be.
1: It's easy when we allow it to be. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. simple.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's often the things that are incredibly simple that people overlook because they are so simple. And they're like, oh, that can't be, that can't be the secret sauce. That's too simple. <laughs> and it's like, actually it really is. It's like consistency. So boring, so basic, but so many people lack it and, you know, quit business after a year or two years, cause they're like, ah, oh, nothing's happening. But if they would have stayed on for a third year. That's when they would have boomed because if they just fell through with the lack of consistency, like they weren't true with their commitment, it's like that's when, you know, shit hits the fan and it's like, oh, damn it, what's happening here? I don't know what's happening here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and noticing the shifts, I know that would probably be the habit that has been the best money-wise for me, has really been that consistent every month with you, like, really you know being paying attention to my numbers here doing my thing weekly making sure that I'm following up with those things getting into those habits and behaviors but having the the direction and the language to support it like the the thinking behind it it's really about the thinking behind it right as I said at the start it's not what you think it's how you think yes and so if if we can get all of that lining up, particularly around money, magic happens. It just comes in and it gets to be easy and it gets to be fun and it gets to be fruitful and it gets to be luxurious and it gets to be all of the things that you want it to be. Yeah.
0: Mm, I Sexy. love that. So sexy. Mm-hmm. I love,
1: love me some money
0: <laughs> i love many and money loves me right. <laughs> oh well that was a juicy episode i love that and obviously i love talking to you all the time <laughs> yeah, <we do>. um <laughs> if you had to uh explain nlp to one person and how it can most benefit their life in general doesn't need to be in the money context one short sharp sentence what would that be perhaps with a theme of because this is one of the last episodes of 2023 perhaps in that uh sphere of you know what are you calling forward in in 2024
1: NLP is the study of excellence And it is, it's all about the study of how do we utilize the tool which we are gifted with in order to get the results that we want and live a life that we truly love. That's what NLP is. And it sets you up to become the person you've always dreamed of being.
0: Beautiful. I love that. And I love you too. (laughs) Thank you for being here thank you thank you queen for saying yes to your yes in listening to this episode and being a part of raising the feminine collective one conversation at a time Remember to share this episode with your business besties and join me in breaking the taboos around having money conversations. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and share this on your social media, remembering to tag me in it to help this conversation go further, which creates a bigger ripple effect.